What I like about this is that we have ourselves a little monastery set up here. <laughs> um, you know, if you have been to a Baigiri monastery or even the Pacific Hermitage, uh, the monks have their places where they sit. I remember uh, years ago, the first time I ever went to a Baigiri, I was, I was young then. <laughs> And I got, I got assigned um, the, uh, I was to vacuum the sala. So, so clean up and vacuum kind of the altar of this area where the monks sit. And I didn't realize that they all had their own cushions. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> so, um, you know, I put everything to the side and cleaned and vacuumed and it looked pretty good if you ask me, and then I put all the cushions back <laughs> on whatever, <laughs> Zaputon, and uh, <laughs> they, because um, you don't always get the full instructions, right? Yeah, you, get, yeah. you get what you get, and then you give it a whirl, and then watch, <laughs> and let's see what happens. So uh, later when the monks all came back in, they just did this for a sec and realized that all their cushions were <laughs> in different places than when they left <clears throat> mealtime. <laughs> and so, but they didn't. Nobody made a face or looked around or shot anyone a dirty look. They just picked up all their cushions and put them back where they went mm. and sat back down for whatever it was, tea time or whatever the next thing was. Uh, and so that was a, a really sweet scene in my head that I'll never forget uh, because I had the opportunity to be of service, to interpret the instructions the best that I could, and then observe the result. And uh, I got no, you know, sort of shame or um, any talking to about the way that I did it, uh, but instead they showed me how it was to be done and fortunately I was in the room to see it or I might have had to repeat that <laughs> less than a couple of times uh, so you know in this tradition the, the watching is really important the observing of the customs is really important listening watching noticing remembering uh, there's a really big emphasis on all of those things on sati is there recollecting and mindfulness and remembering and taking note, but not in a constricting way. Uh, so uh, Sakul and I sat here together a couple of weeks ago, and um, so her Zafu and Zabutan is there, and mine was here, and this is how we always sit when we're sitting together, and that's how the monks sit to the uh, senior monastics sits to the right, and the junior, you know, junior monastics sit to the left and around the room. And it sort of both occurred to us at the same moment that this feels really good, <laughs> and it's just, um, it's just nice to have this space set up and these roles and this place uh, to to be in, whether she's in the room or not, or I'm in the room or not. And um, one of the traditions 
that you'll see when you visit the monks or nuns, when you visit the monasteries. In our tradition is that uh, if there's a, a, a senior monastic in the room, but a junior monastic is going to offer the dome talk, then they bow uh, to that the, the monk that would normally do the, do the talk. Yeah. So that's what that was. <laughs> Uh, and I personally, um, I really love trying on the, the conventions of this tradition. It makes me really happy. I get a lot of joy out of it. I like to observe how it feels. And uh, so that was fun <laughs> to do for the first time was, after 17 years. <laughs> that was touching. <laughs> We could have tried that a while ago. <laughs> it was just right. It was just right. So it's kind of fun to try these things on and, and see how they feel. Uh, I talked um, a little bit during the guided meditation about feeling safe, not feeling safe, uh, you know, being in circumstances where we don't feel safe. Uh, but maybe we are, and that it, depending on our conditions and our and our backgrounds and sort of what we've been through, uh, it can be unpredictable whether we feel safe or not. It can be really hard to suss out, figure out whether we actually are safe. Uh, we can have you know a real, true, honest. Uh, trauma responses based on past conditioning to quite safe conditions. And it just makes everything very murky. <laughs> uh, but that, uh, it doesn't mean that we can't um, keep turning the mind toward the Dhamma and keep practicing and making sort of um, incremental, you know, movement toward that place of uh, uh, true awareness of how, uh, of the reality of the situation, knowing when we're safe and knowing when we aren't. I think that's a process that can, depending on our past conditioning, it's a process that can take whole life, lifetimes, if you care to indulge, you know, that perspective or consider, I should say, that perspective. Uh, and it can be very, you know, unnerving to start a practice like this uh, when often we uh, can find ourselves in situations that feel very um, challenging or unsafe or uh, difficult, but actually we're being held. Uh, by the community, we're being held by the conventions, uh, we're being held by our friends, we're being held by the lineage, uh, and we can um, at least cerebrally know, okay, this is, it's safe, you know. It doesn't always feel good to speak in front of a group <laughs> spontaneously, <laughs> but um, it certainly, in this context at least, it is, it is safe. 
it is. And I can check in with my body. I can check in with my precepts. And I can check in with the second, you know, aspect of the Noble Eightfold Path. And at least in cerebrally, in my mind, I can say to myself, this, this is safe. It might be uncomfortable, but it's safe. And conversely, I think it's really important to remember that with those of us, um, with the people around us. So we might interact with someone who really doesn't believe they're safe. And that can look all kinds of ways. Like they might take something personally that I've said, or they might not talk to me for a while, or they might compartmentalize parts of their life. And I might not know what's going on with that person except the times that I see them. That's, um, those all can be ways that somebody is showing us that they don't feel safe. And it doesn't mean that we've made them not feel safe. It doesn't have to be about us. You know, possibly we did something. <clears throat> uh, but really, everybody comes to this moment with their past conditioning. I have a friend who... Uh, I've become very close with during this quarantine, this coronavirus period. And um, uh, they don't feel safe uh, for a variety of reasons in a variety of situations. And how that looks like, uh, or how that looked like for a long time with them is that, you know, I would say something like, so what did you do? Uh, on the, what did you do over the weekend? And, you know, I, I joke with them. That they would basically say, well, I went to a place with a person. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> yeah, it was nice. <laughs> okay. So I just sit with that for a while. Why is this person compartmentalizing? How come they seem so secretive or what I perceive to be secretive? And, you know, slowly, oh, what are you going to do on, what are you going to do on Saturday? I'm going to go for a hike. Okay. Where? Oh, the same place they usually do. <laughs> Okay, enjoy it, you know. And I decided, actually, because I really, really like this person, I really value their friendship. I sort of decided, you know, to make this friendship my practice. Like, when am I taking something personally that isn't about me at all? Or that I don't perceive as about me, but I can wait and see. Well, sometimes it's harder, depending on what, you know, space I'm in. Or um, if I'm feeling like there's more kind of disconnect than usual, I can start to wonder, the stories can come up. But over and over, I came back to this, you know, 
this person and I have a great rapport, we have a great relationship, we have a great friendship. There's a lot of trust there. Um, they've never hurt me personally. So let's just see. Let's just hold them where they are. And I tell you, it has been the most, like, I've experienced a lot of growth in doing that. And I've experienced the deepening of a friendship that I may not have had otherwise. Because I didn't, because um, I maybe wouldn't have had the space to hold them where they are. And to recognize that they don't always feel safe revealing themselves to everybody, everywhere, all the time. Uh, and that I can be okay with that. And so over time, you know, I would, I would tell them uh, that it kind of made me, in the beginning, feel a little nervous. I go, why are you so, are you a spy? Like, <laughs> why are you so locked down? And in their own time, I learned what the past conditioning was. It's not my business. I didn't need to ask. I didn't ask. But by being a trusted friend who could hold this person where they are, then they began to reveal themselves to me little by little. And it's been an incredibly uh, joyful, delightful, uh, enriching life experience. This is the, the time of year that I have to start wearing socks because my feet are dirt colored now. <laughs> and they will be until October because I can't always get shoes on before I have to go play with my plants. And my shoes are full of dirt anyway, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter if I get my shoes on. Um, and all the metaphors become about gardening around April, May <laughs> every year. And so, of course, I've been thinking, um, reflecting through that act of gardening and raising plants. And, of course, raising plants is all about offering them the conditions they need to grow and recognizing that they they don't all need the same condition in fact they absolutely cannot all have the same condition and you know for me that's a lesson it's a reflection on the fact that it's not actually all about past conditioning either with us it's about present conditions if some of my plants need sun to thrive and others need shade to thrive. And if I try to give them both sun or both shade or both cool or both warm, uh, they're either going to wilt, <laughs> uh, one's going to do much better than the other, or in some cases they'll adapt, but I'm not sure they like it. <laughs> And so, you know, it's really very, like, um, productive and loving uh, to take the time and um, make the energy 
when we can, to offer the specific conditions you know, that uh, those around us need to grow and thrive. You know, if we have that bandwidth, we can offer it. And then, uh, you know, we might see that coming back to us, like an unfolding, a revealing, a growth, uh, an opening that we wouldn't have seen if we would have been rigid in what conditions um, we felt were fine for everybody. It's fine for everybody. No. It's fine for everybody to learn this way. It's fine for everybody to grow this way. It's fine for everybody to whatever. We see it all the time in workplaces and schools. It's fine for everybody. But I think, you know, what we're learning as, as human beings at this point is that all conditions are not fine for everybody. They're not going to offer the ability to really grow. And in that ability to grow, when we're, when we're given those, when we have those really ideal conditions, then I think we become strong enough to adapt when things aren't ideal. So we become more flexible. We become um, more able to weather the difficulties. So we give, you know, the tomatoes exactly what they need, exactly what they need, exactly what they need. And then when a strong wind comes through my backyard, they don't fall down because they have grown in strength. Now, so the conditions can change and we can adapt because of, you know, having been nurtured. So for me, it's been a week of weird misfires, and I'm mad at the CDC, and <laughs> everything's confusing, and I don't like transitions. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. I don't know what's up or down. But, you know, because I think, because I have been nurtured in this practice and in my family and in my friendships, because I have been fed, because I have been offered ideal conditions for me to grow, um, I'm weathering it maybe a little better than I would have a year ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I'm still upright, <laughs> which is all we can ask sometimes. 